All right, good evening and welcome to that weekend edition of um, your preferred sports show radio. This is Talk Football Talk Sports on Empire Radio 104.5 um, FM. I remain your host, I'm Jerry Afoma, but feel free. Um, you know, you can, guys can always call me DJ Twonder. Sit back, relax. Um, it is that weekend edition of sports um, this beautiful Friday, cool evening. Um, yes, for now. I used to be riding solo, <laughs> but then uh, before uh, the gang gets here, like we do on the weekend edition of the show, I'd like to appreciate everybody's been keeping it 100 with us on Talk Football Talk Sports so much from the Monday show to the Wednesday show and now to the Friday show. Thank you all so, so much for always tuning in and participating with us on the show. Do continue to stay safe out there and we will continue to bring to you all the happening um, in the world of sports uh, without wasting much time. Let's quickly look at other sporting actions, starting with tennis, where um, Ukraine's matter Kostyuk refused to shake hands with Anastasia Potapova after she was beaten by the Russian at the Miami Open. Both countries are at war after Russia invaded Ukraine last year. Kostyuk has previously refused to shake hands with Russia, uh, Vavara Gracheva and Belarusian Victoria Zarenka. Uh, Belarus has been a key ally of Russia in the war against Ukraine. But then, Potapova defeated Kostyuk in the second round 6-1-6-3. Our face Coco Goff would beat um, Rebecca Marino um, 6-4-6-3. Jessica Pegula defeated Katarina Sebov 6-3-6-1. Our face Daniel Collins who also defeated Victoria Tomova 7-6-6-2. While um, Indian Wales champions Elena Raikina qualified for the third round with a 7-5-4-6-6-3 victory against um, Anna Kalinskaya. Um, quick one. You see, we, we, we try to take um, politics out of um, um, sports, but then you, the, the war in Ukraine is inevitable, and um, we cannot take um, 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 we cannot ignore that fact. Um, you can understand um, Mata Kostyuk's um, attitude, where she doesn't want to shake hands with um, um, the Russian counterparts that play tennis. Of course, it is sport, and they're supposed to show um, sportsmanship by shaking each other's, each other's hands on them, but then. Um, you cannot shake um, each other's hands there and say it's sport and knowing fully well what's going on back home. So hopefully um, um, the whole um, incident, um, not even incident, the whole um, 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 you know Russia invading Ukraine thing can actually um, end anytime soon, as soon as possible, um, so that the world can go back. Uh, we know it's insane out there, but then at least you know if there's any bit of sanity we can get out there. Um, let us you know one way or the other just try and. You know, separate war. In as much as it is inevitable, we cannot do that because, of course, these guys are human. In as much as they are athletes, they are also human. But then, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, whatever they need to focus 100% on the sporting side of things um, should be given to them. So, hopefully, uh, let's hope um, sometime soon um, this Russia's invasion of Ukraine um, can end soon. Moving on to athletics, where World Athletics has banned transgender women from competing in the female category at international events. Its body governing, um, governing president, Lord Cole, said no transgender athlete who had gone through male pu- uh, puberty would be permitted to compete in female world ranking competitions from March the 31st. A working group will be set to conduct further research into the transgender in, um, eligibility guidelines. Um, under previous rules, transgender women were required to reduce the amount of blood and testosterone before competing in the female category. However, um, Lord Cole added the decision was guided by the overarching principle, which is to protect the female category. He also noted that there are um, currently no transgender athletes competing 
internationally in the sport. Um, the World Athletes Council also voted to reduce the amount of blood testosterone permitted for athletes with difference in sex development (DSD), such as South Africa Casta Semaya. Um, DSD is a group of rare conditions whereby a person's hormones, genes, and all reproductive organs may be a mix of male and female characteristics. And uh, some of these affected um, athletes, um, people prefer to be called uh, the term intersex. Um, I don't even know how I feel about this one right now. But then, um, Lord Coe, our World Athletics um, president, um, is trying to you know bring fairness and equality into the world sport. If you are competing as a man, compete as a man. If you are competing as a woman, compete as a woman. You know, all these, um, there's a lot of um, confusion out there in the world lately. She understand with uh, men changing to women and women changing to men. With all due respect to everybody's decisions and everything with what they do and all that. But then, this sport, we have a male category and we have a female category. And um, you have to just respect. See, it's just for fairness sake. You used to be a man, now you're a woman. And you want to go and compete in the female category. Come on. The women can now, cons- can now lay complaints that, come on, you used to be a man. And um, of course, yeah, but it gives you some sort of um, advantage. And um, it's just about fairness. So whatever um, Lord Cole needs to do to bring fairness into that sport, I do support it. And also with regards to the Casta Semaya's case, we've been I'm talking a lot about it. And um, how you know she's she's been forced to take a couple of injections to reduce um, that testosterone um, in her body and all that. But then you know at least hopefully um, this latest development will bring some sort of um, uh, um, um, sinner clarity to everything that she has been through over the years. And going forward, she will be allowed to compete um, fairly um, in these competitions. People like that, you know, they have it's not their fault. You know, they are just born that way. And at the end of the day, it's not as if um, they they were once um, this particular gender they chose. Um, to be this gender it's just the way they are and um you know and um you know something like that you know let them put rules in place for um, to take care of people like that it's good to have um the world athletics president loco is actually taking measures and actually implementing um, processes in place that will handle um things like this uh moving on in golf daniel king went straight um to the hospital after pulling out of the first round of an lpga event at the 14th hole she revealed she had been treated for a respiratory infection and severe nausea following a withdrawal from the drive-on championship Kang took time off from the tour last year after being diagnosed with a tumor on her spine a 2017 women's pga um, championship winner said she hoped to return to action after a few days rest and thanked people for their support on their social media kanga six career titles and has been a member of the u.s solheim cup team in 2017-2019 and of course of the 2021 see when um you, you're, you're an athlete and you're actually playing um, some sort of sport and you also have to deal with health health issues you guys are actually my heroes as far as i'm concerned it, these people are legend it's not easy here you get because first things first to be an athlete you have to be 100 percent from the regulars I, I can't just wake up tomorrow and say i'm start running share the plane <laughs> allow me to use that word but then it's crazy it's crazy i don't these people go to training. Some of these people started at a young age of four, six years old, you know, to get to what they do now. And they've been doing it, you know, for as long as you can remember. For you to be an athlete and be dealing with some sort of health issues, I mean, you know, trying to, you know, balance both, it's, it's crazy. Shout out to Danielle um, King, um, Kang. Um, hopefully, she gets um, all the, um, 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 what's it called, medical attention or medical help that she can get. And at the same time, about the fitness that she does need. Uh, to compete um, in the world of golf. Moving on to boxing. Hmm. This is an interesting one. Hmm. 
Tyson Fury has called fellow heavyweight champion Alexander Husik insultive names in a 50-second expletive-laden social media post after talks of an undisputed fight broke down. The proposed fight at Wembley on April 29th fell through this week after Husik had agreed a 70-30-plus split in favor of um, Fury. Uh, f- uh, but then, thanks for a rematch. I'm sorry, with stems for a rematch, the only outstanding issue. Um, Fury promoter Frank Warren said after a month of negotiation, the fight is definitely off and does not think that the fight will happen in the future. Usyk wants a proposed rematch to happen in November or December, but then there are fears among Team Fury that the four belts would have been fractured by then. If Usyk beat Fury in the first fight, he would also expect an improved sports split in a rematch. Both parties have until April the 1st to agree a deal after WBA said it will wait until the date before ordering Usyk to fight mandatory challenger Daniel Dubois. And Usyk holds the WBA, IBF, WBO and Ring Magazine belts while Fury is the WBC champion. Um, there has not been an undisputed heavyweight champion since 1999 when Lelos Lewis beat Evander Holyfield and there has never been one in the four belt era. Now, if you have been following boxing on top of World Talk Sport, uh, we know that and we have been looking <laughs> for the undisputed champion that's um, somebody to unify all the belts in the heavyweight division and this is this is just um, simple um tyson fury has been a mainstay when it comes to the wbc you know um, he defeated klitschko then held the belt but then he had to deal with um a depression and you know he dropped the belt and um the likes of um deontay wilder held that belt and um you know that's fury had to fight him three times he drew one and he won the other two and of course he became um the wbc champion now as for the WBA, IBF, and WBO belts, that one belonged to our own um, Anthony Joshua uh, for a while, for a minute. But then, you know, then came um, Alexander Usyk, who stepped up from cruiserweight um, to heavyweight, uh, looking like the best pound for pound fighter right now. You know, fought Joshua twice, defeated Joshua twice, you know, and um, now um, Fury, if you've been following Fury, the Gypsy King, you know, he's all about, he likes to call fighters out and all that. You know, he called him out. And of course, he has obliged. Now, there's something about Fury that people have been talking about for a minute, especially uh, uh, what Eddie Hearn, uh, the promoter of um, um, AJ, that's Anthony Joshua, that um, Tyson Fury is um, very, very difficult to negotiate with. Tyson Fury um, is all about the money, doesn't really care about the fans. And if you look at everything that has been happening with Tyson Fury right now, there's no smoke without fire. Is Tyson Fury all about the um the fans or all about himself because at the end of the day yes um, or yeah, boxing maybe these guys they deal with a lot of um, health issues after they retire and um, if you can grab as much money as possible why not is he's, he's actually very very he's unbeaten right now and looking at the uh, the number of people that he has fought it's actually amazing um him staying unbeaten we're talking about fury right now but then there's also an alexander Usyk that is unbeaten and has everything to lose you know, he has all the belts, he fought Joshua, he won Joshua twice, you know, and he has all the belts with him right now. And he just wants to unify this belt. He's from Ukraine, mind you, so he's dealing with issues at home. And he agreed to a 70-30 post split. That means a 70% goes to Fury and he gets 30% if Fury commits to agreeing the deal. And for every day that Fury um, delay that deal, he gets to pay £1 million um, to support the people of Ukraine. Now, they have agreed to this one, but then, he closed now. What's causing issues now is now that rematch. That okay, if we are going to fight a rematch, which is, I don't know how to say this, it is fair. Okay, let's say the first fight now, Alexander Usyk wins, and they are fighting that rematch. And the rematch, I want a bigger, I want more money. 
than the 70 30 for split which is fair but then the fury people the argument is uh they want the rematch to to be uh they, they said if the rematch is going to be in october november december uh possibly because fury is holding multiple bets of uh, wba ibf and wbo and they are mandatory challengers um in each of these belts so even after the fourth there's possibility that uh, Alexander Usyk will probably fight one of these guys before then. And what happens if they knock Fury uh, Usyk out? That means this belt would have been fractured. That is what they mean. That okay, what if he has lost one of these belts? Because the purpose of this fight is for Fury and Usyk to unify the belts, all the belts in the heavyweight division. I'm sorry, division. So what we are they are saying right now is this: if they are to fight this fight. They don't want Alexander Usyk to fight any other person so that all the belts will be with him. If they are to fight and if they lose, there's a rematch. They want him to hold his belt. I see, Fury, just agree. Don't make it seem as if you are difficult to negotiate with. Sure you understand. So just agree with this guy. Fight this fight and let everything be sorted. I don't understand because at the end of the day, while Fury was trying to fight Anthony Joshua, I was sorry, while they were trying to negotiate with Anthony Joshua's team and all that, there was a lot of talk about Fury, of course. He talks too much. Uh, that uh, Joshua doesn't want to fight him, Joshua is scared, Joshua uh, is team and they, they are taking too long to negotiate. And the end is saying it's good that these things are happening now. Even Joshua is saying that it's good that these things are happening now. Uh, you know, in as much as, you know, he's not afraid of anybody, he's not scared to fight anybody, he's talking about Fury right now. But then, you know, negotiating with Fury will be very, very difficult. I, I just hope um, both sides agree on um, everything at the rematch and that we get to see a unified champion at the end of the day. If at the end of the day, after all this, is it Robodino? Let me use that word. And the match now ends in a draw. I will, I will throw the two of them. I will throw the two of them. I know they don't know who I am. I'm just um, I'm somebody from Akure <laughs> that is doing my thing. But then, hey, I will, I will throw them. Come on. You guys cannot put us all through all this thing and now, you know, settle that fight with a draw. Uh, we want to see, you know, blood. <laughs> it is spot, but then we want to see blood too. Hopefully they get to agree. And let's see a new champion since 19, 1999 is a long time. I think I was still in secondary school then. Come on. 1999 is a long time now. We need a new unified champion. Let us see something. Let us do weeks. Ah. Well, come on. Anyways, let's move on um, to basketball where two-time NBA Finals MVP Carly Leonard scored a game height at 2.6 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, while Russell Westbrook added 24 points and 7 assists to help LA Clippers to an important 137-105 home win against Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers secured a 116-114 away win at Brooklyn Nets in the last second as Isaac Okoro drilled a game-winning three-pointer um, from the corner. Orlando Magic made three wins in four games with a 111-106 home win over the New York Knicks thanks to their number one draft pick, uh, Paolo uh, Banchero's 21.6 rebounds, four assists, two steals and two blocks while New Orleans Pelicans uh, defeated Charlotte Hornets 115-96 at the Smoothie King. Um, center. Uh, joining us on the show today is none other than the playmaker himself, Desmond Elijah. They go for welcome, bro. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine, Jerry. Good evening, and uh, good evening to our listeners. Uh, to, uh, I'm sorry for you know running late, circumstances uh, you know, my voice to be in the studio. And I listened to a couple of things that you were saying before I got yeah, to the studio. You know, I uh, about the uh, Lord Cole. I mean, and uh, you know, the transgender and stuff. I think uh, this is what we've been talking about all this while. And this is what the majority of people have been, I mean, have been saying that it is not fair, you know, on, I, I, I mean, on the women, when you have people, you know, who cross, I, I mean, who cross from a male category, you know, and call themselves transgender, and you know, you have them, you know, competing, 
against our female, pure I mean, female that I, I, I mean, that we know that uh, biologically, you know, we know that these people are actually different. You know, we know that some actually have physical, I mean, more physical advantage than the others, and that is why we've seen in recent time that events that a transgender competes with females transgenders has always been winning and they've not just been win, winning marginally you know they, there's always you can been see that, a, you can a, see that extra as a, a cough in class and uh, i think this is the right way you know or to go i think uh it is i mean it is normal to have a category for transgenders in any main event so that they can compete against each other Alright, um, let's move on to some news of the local scene. One guy, uh, the Yama 64 mini goals, or Rivers United Edge Enugu Rangers won their fourth accord. And the reading MPFL champions are now second on 18 points behind Lobby Stars, who lead the log on 19 points, and our Darling Sunshine Stars are third of 15 points after nine games. But then the MPFL returned this weekend, and in Group A, um, AIMBA hosts the high flying Bendel Insurance in Aba, um, Aqua United welcomes sporting, um, sorry, shooting stars. Up to the Godsville Fabio Stadium in Uyo and Quara United play out Kanami Warriors in Ilon. Remo Stars battle Nasara United in Shagamu. While play two United face Gombe United at the New York Stadium in Group B, Tenugu Rangers versus Bayesa United at Dinam Diazikwe Stadium. Dakada FC versus Niger Tornado in Uyo. Log leaders Dobby Stars travel to Doma United. Rivers United play Abia Warriors in Port Harcourt. While Wiki Torres they host our Darling Sunshine Stars um, at the Abubakar Tafawa Balua Stadium in Bauchi. MPFL um, return. Yeah. Rivers United finally managed to sort all their outstanding games before the return of the MPFL match. So they are second in Group B, and uh, I think the first three teams and the top three teams in Group A they go into a league format sort of to determine um, the, the team that goes to the CAF Champions League and the CAF Confederations Cup. Um, let's leave that aside. Focusing on the MPFL now, uh, Aimba, um, of course, whether we like it or not, Aimba will be Aimba. But then they will be hosting uh, Bendel Insurance, the high flying who is still unbeaten came from um, the um, National League and are doing wonders in the MPFL away in Abba but then, you know, they had this momentum before the break and <laughs> would they still have that momentum? I'm going away at Aimba of course, you know Aimba will always be a difficult ground for this team so, do you see Aimba, you know, you know halting the run of Bendel Insurance or Bendel Insurance just picking up for where they left off? Uh, it is difficult to know, to know if uh, Bendel Insurance will pick up from where they uh, I mean, we had stopped, you know, proud to the uh, election uh, break that they had, and uh, we know that uh, once there is a break, you know, for teams that are really in high momentum, especially for teams that we know that you, you know, uh, they are not, they've not been in this sort of, you know, situation before, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I think uh, the election break did not come at a good time, you know, for teams like Bendel Insurance, you know, who have been doing fantastic in this uh i mean the, this is the end that we know that a himba like you said you know we always be in one of the i mean one of the greatest team you know to come from uh nigeria and uh we know that in recent time they too they've not been doing well and the reverse feature you know of this uh i, I mean i mean in in the reverse feature you know better insurance you know took our enemy to the cleaners and that did i mean they defeated them and that but then it is i mean it is going to be a difficult match for them because it will be like starting all this over. season all over again and uh, you don't know what to expect and uh, i think the break is almost a month now and that's a very it's a I long mean, time it's a long time and uh, you know the players are not i mean they are not where they used to be so but then we just have to wait and see what they bring and i think the second part of the season we I mean, we show us if 
truly insurance are the real deal. Mm. But then I think this time around, this might just be the. Uh, I mean, this one of the games to look forward to I mean, this weekend. Therefore, I mean, this might just be their first loss of the season. Uh, well, a backing insurance. They are too strong this season, <laughs> and uh, because of the break, is affecting. It affected both Aimba and insurance. So I, I want to put that on a level playing field. I know insurance will play there without fear. Uh, they won't be intimidated, and um, of course, I know they have been training. They must have been done. They, have, they must have done some stuff behind closed doors. You know, look at how they started the season, and of course, <laughs> I trust the Edo State government to tell them that if you continue on this path, um, loud, loud for you guys, not what to what. <laughs> but they're not forgetting our darling sunshine stars. Um, impressive stuff. Um, looking at how the last two seasons have been, and looking at how they have attacked this season, not forgetting all the drama surrounding everything. That has been going with them um, administratively and all that. Um, they are taught on the law of 15 points, but they are not far off, just four points behind them. Um, low Lovely. stars and three points behind them, Rivers United. Just one game, I knew they are back up there with uh, those two guys. But then, you know, we want them to pull closer to the top or to the likes of Lobby, not towards um, the guys that are behind them. And um, away at Wiki Torres. Wiki Torres, you know, Sunshine Stars know how to play Wiki Torres, whether we like it or not. But then, this will be away in Baochi. And like we said earlier, with um, the one month break and all that, we don't know what to expect from these teams until we see um, the games over this weekend. And we, you know, we cannot make assessment that okay, maybe these guys picked up or where they left off, or these guys um, have that hangover of um, that break and all that. But then, what are we? What should we be expecting from Sunshine Stars away? Are we key tourists? Do you feel, um, you know, like we say on the show that you know, away from home, grab as much points as you can at home, get maximum points. Then you have a better chance of finishing really, really strong in the league. But then. Let us apply that same logic. Away in Bauchi, do you see um, Sunshine Stars, you know, getting at least a draw or even nicking or three points? One thing about Sunshine this season is the fact that you know they they seem to be a strong side when they go. I, I mean, when they go to our grounds and that, I mean, we've seen them, you know, losing. I mean, I think the other time against Lobby Stars, you know, they lost at the death and uh, it was to a controversial penalty, and we've seen them, you know, gone to our grounds point and that uh, the matches they've lost you know they they've all been marginal loss so it means that they've been very competitive away and we've seen them at the Akure Township Stadium also even when they are not at their best you know they always find this way of getting three maximum points getting results and that uh, then they've been very impressive this season and uh, why we know that the second I, I mean I, I mean the first standards of the season has been a great showing for Sunshine Stars you know I, I, I mean, if you look at what happens to the team in the past, I mean, in, in recent season, but like we said, the second stanza, the second stanza of the league, you know, we don't really, I mean, we don't really know what to expect, coupled with the fact that we don't even know if the team has strengthened. Although, you know, we, I mean, we complain about how their midfield is not creating enough chances, you know, for the, I, 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 I mean, the for the attackers, but maybe this. More month break, we actually give them this and go, you know, to address that issue. I mean, I mean, what to, I mean, I mean, what to work on that issue only time will tell. But against wicked tourists, like you said, you know, they, I mean, they know how to play wicked tourists, and coupled with the fact that this season their waveform has actually been very, very decent, so we can always have our our hope that sunshine can go her way and do something, but then going. So far away, Bauchi is not going to be an easy task for these boys. That jet was lag said, and everything. You know, jet lag and I mean, it is not an easy journey. 
Bauchi is a very very Except in Yobe State, so it's very close so, to Bauchi. So it's far. I mean, so uh but we just hope that the boys will go there, they will continue on what they've been doing in the first time of the season true, true. and make themselves and the team proud. Well, it's implementation time and like Desmond said, if they can convert um uh, if they can really fix up on that, um, you know, creating chances, uh, like leaking up the midfield with the attack, and you know, focus on that lapse of concentration by the defense because that defense gets to just uh, they get to sleep off sometimes, you know. But then it's not um, if they can just um, fo- um, solve that um, concentration issues at the back and look for a way to just solve that um, midfield um, creating um, for the attack. I think they will be fine from now to the end of the season. Um, not forgetting our under 23 have come qualifiers where Nigeria were held. At home by Guinea, so a goalless draw. I will reverse this show set for March 28th, where the dream team of Nigeria travel to Guinea. Um, do you see them qualify? Call it them the dream team. Yeah, the dream team. Okay, the Olympic Eagles. The Olympic Eagles. Yeah, the Olympic Eagles. But then they need to qualify for Afcon to even qualify for that Olympic So, See, there was a time that you can hardly differentiate between the dream team and the super Eagles. That was how good. Yeah. The team true, of 1996, true. even when they went to Sydney 2000, when they were not at their best, you know, the uh, I mean, the like of oh, I mean, Obona Kano, but that team still produced the like of Yakubu Ayegbeni, Victor Agali, and you know, the, uh, I mean, the main Nigerian proud. But in recent times, we don't even most of us don't even remember that there is actually and an under 23 side that represents Nigeria at the Olympics anymore. That is. How far they fall? How far they fall? And I think for me, the blame, the bulk of this blame will fall on the NFL. You cannot continue. Because that is the closest team to the Super Eagles. That is the closest team to the Super Eagles. And you cannot continue. If you are thinking of bringing players with Super Eagles, this is the team that the players that transition from that place, you know, that makes that step up. So come on. I mean, and I think for me, the best of coaches should actually be the one that will be handling this team. Mm. I mean, you I mean, I mean, we cannot continue to use the quarter system, you know, to determine the coach that will be handling this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can we be playing against uh, I mean uh Guinea at home and we struggle. Mind Guinea. you, we should be beating mind Guinea. you, we were even reduced to 10, ten men. So I mean, see, for me, I think it is actually going to be very difficult for this team to qualify that is if they are going to even make it and if you look at the crop of players that are i mean that salisu has assembled you know i begin to ask myself that what is actually wrong i mean i mean don't we have players that we should be looking that we transcend to the super egos and those are the players that we should be the future now next level i mean we saw this team at the last uh, I, I mean, the one that they got to the final against uh, Argentina then, which was Beijing 2006. If you look at the crop of players that were in that team, you know, most of them actually moved to the Super Eagles. But this time, man, I cannot even pinpoint one name. I mean, it's, it's just, that it's, is why people are just, not talking about this it, team. It's just, it's just sad. It's just sad that um, uh, on, on, on Wednesday, uh, I was. Um, I wish you were here, though, but then I was talking about... Um, Nigerian football because I was talking about this old Ikesho Rumo and you know why he was not there and everything. And it's just sad that uh, we are still where we are. I don't want to go into that they anymore. They said they are doing rotation. Yeah, they coach. are doing rotation assistant coaches. Can you imagine? And go to that trainer. That's just. Shift. They said shift. Yeah, that guy's just clowning. That the judges are aware that it was not his turn. He was there at the friendly Portugal. Now it's um, 
um, um, the, the the guy that was there, the top coach, Usman Abdallah, and um, you know they they are, they are are they playing? But they, I don't want to go back there. Let us focus on where we are. It's just sad. You see, whether we like it or not, our under 17, the Golden Eagles, our Flying Eagles under 20, and of course our Dream Team under 23, have always been, irrespective of whatever drama that is happening with the Super Eagles. And mind you, our Super Eagles are not that bad. They are still good. But you see, these are our under under teams. They are actually supreme. Whatever competition they are going to, they are, we, we, Nigerians, we see them as favorites. That they must win that competition. That's how good the talents we are producing are from this country. And looking at what is what has happened so far from under 23, under 17, to under 20, and now this. It's just sad. And see, God help them, they qualify because if they do not, we'll be here. We'll be here. But then um because of our time, let's just move on a bit and then wait for that reverse picture on March 28th, four days from now. Um, and let's see what happens. I think that's on Tuesday or so. On Tuesday, and let's see um, what happens. Well, then let's quickly move on to results from the African Cup of Nations qualifiers. Where Sierra Leone twice came from behind to draw South home 2 2 at home, Benin and Rwanda played out a 1 1 draw. Central Africa Republic beat Madagascar 3 0 away. Said Man South Sudan edged Congo 2 1 away. Riyad Mahrez 88 minutes winner. Also saw Algeria come from behind to beat um, Niger 2 1 at home. Zambia defeated Lesotho 3 1. Um, Gamba um, Gabon claimed a narrow 1 0 home win over um, Sudan, while Ghana. Grabbed all three points to 1 0 home win over Angola thanks to Antoine Semayo's 96th minute winner. Um, upcoming games we see South Africa host um, Liberia, it's Cape Verde versus Eswatini, Ivory Coast versus Comoros, Burkina Faso versus Togo, Egypt versus Malawi, Equatorial Guinea versus Botswana, Mali versus Gambia, Guinea versus Ethiopia, Lesotho versus Zambia, Uganda versus Tanzania, South Sudan versus Sierra Leone, Tunisia versus Libya, Cameroon face um, Namibia, Senegal host Mozambique. While by 5 pm today, yes. 5 p.m. today, our own Super Eagles of Nigeria welcome Guinea Bissau to the Moshuda Biola Stadium. Uh, with all due respect to all the other games that was played there, but then um, Sierra Leone, they were in our group, favorites for that game, expected to beat South Home pieces, and they were the one that chased the game at home. Had to come from behind twice to draw that game. So let's leave them. Good one for the Super Eagles. But then at home against Guinea Bissau, the Guinea Bissau have said they will play them without fear, they will come out and attack. The match is barely um, 30 minutes away. And as soon as we leave here, we are going to watch that game. But then, what should we be expecting from Peserio's boys in this match? Looking at all the drama that has been surrounding the team in the build-up to the game. Oh, well, I think we have to look beyond the drama that has been, you know, that has been happening. And uh, good thing is that all the 23 players invited, you know, they came into camp and uh, there was no much drama. Uh, looking forward to this match, you know. I don't think I'm expecting anything other than three maximum points. It must be said that the Super Eagles have been very impressive in the qualifying series, although a bit against teams that they should be beating. But then, I mean, we saw them in the last game, you know, they walloped Southampton and Principe, you know, turning and uh, those are the kind of scoreline that we've not seen with the Super Eagles in recent times. So, it's, so it shows that they are a team high on confidence right now and uh, at home at the Moshoda Biola Stadium, you know, uh, me with talismanic uh, striker Osime. Victor Osime informed that majority Shout out to the, the Super Eagles though, and I saw that their video of them singing, those guys, they're just enjoying themselves uh, I mean, majority of the players are informed right now and uh, I think uh, the occasion might just be overwhelming, you know, for the Equatorial Guinea uh, But then, they can also take confidence from their junior brothers that just came in, you know, 
and played goalless with our Olympic Eagles. So it is the sort of game that, that can actually give these guys the confidence that if these guys can come, you know, to how about Nigeria, we you know, how about we the Eagles? That we can do it. But then I know also that these Super Eagles players also will want to right the wrongs of the Olympic Eagles. So I don't expect. In the case of the beat, you went to call your senior brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm not expecting anything other than that. Three maximum points, and they must do it also in impressive fashion. The scoreline doesn't have to be scandalous, you know. Two nil, three nil, three one, you know. But then do it in impressive fashion and don't leave it late. All right, uh, let's uh, uh, move on to. Uh, it's almost five o'clock. It's almost five o'clock. So let, let let's see what happens there. But let's quickly move on to results um, from the Euros. Um, 2024 qualifiers where Slovenia aged and Kazakhstan 2-1 away um, Bosnia defeated Iceland 3-0 at home North Macedonia claimed the 2-1 home win over Malta um, Northern Highland won 2-0 at San Marino Slovakia were held at home by Luxembourg to a goalless draw Rasmus Hojun's um, hat-tricks inspired um, Denmark um, to a 3-1 win um, against Finland goals from Joao Cancelo, Bernardo Silva and Cristiano Ronaldo's brace um, saw Portugal East past Liechtenstein 4-0 but England secured the famous 2-1 win at Italy thanks to Declan Rice and Harry Kane. Um, Matteo Retagius um, with the goal for the Azuris and Luke Shaw was sent off in that game. But the upcoming games will see Czech Republic host Poland, um, Bulgaria, um, they face Montenegro, Austria play Azerbaijan, it's Gibraltar versus Greece, um, Moldova versus Faroe Island, Serbia versus Lithuania, Scotland versus Cyprus, Armenia versus Turkey, Belarus versus Switzerland, Israel versus Kosovo. Andorra, are they play Romania, it's Croatia versus Wales, Kazakhstan versus Denmark, Liechtenstein versus Iceland, Slovenia versus San Marino, Luxembourg versus Portugal, Malta versus Italy, um, Northern Ireland versus Finland, Slovakia, um, they face um, Bosnia, England host Ukraine, Spain play Norway, Belgium travel to Sweden, while France they go head to head um, with Netherlands. I'm just going to focus on two games here. Um, that is that um, England famous win um, and Italy, they've not won there since 1961, I guess. And um, they went there, they, get, they got that win. And what does this mean for England? What does this mean for Italy? Looking at Italy, you missed out on the last World Cup. This is actually a very, very bad way uh, to get back into competitive football uh, by qualifying for the Euros 2024 in Germany. But then, looking, for, looking at England, looking at what happened to them at the last World Cup, uh, is it a case of, okay, um, they were beaten by the better team at the World Cup and they just picked up from where they left off, not forgetting that Ricane Milestone. Ah, see. With the English, I mean, with the England national team, I know a whole lot of people have, have always been criticizing Gareth Southgate and the boys. But then, if you look at the team, you know, it's a team that has always been in ascendancy. I mean, we are talking about a team, you know, that got to the semi-final of the World Cup in Russia, you know, got to the uh, final of the Euros, and at this last World Cup also, you know, they were not, but they were not shambolic. And uh, although I know that the uh, the uh, Euro nations where they were very, very appeasement, you know, makes a whole lot of people, I mean, made a whole lot of people, you know, to write them up. But Gary Southgate has not been part with this crop of guys, and uh, you know, going to a country where they've not won, you know, since 1961, and their win yesterday was not a fluke, they did it in impressive fashion and that that scoreline actually flattered the Italian. It could have been more. You know, don't I mean Odunaruma was informed and that he was making a whole lot of saves. And uh, you know uh, I think uh, 
except for the first five minutes where the Italians, you know, really took the game, you know, what to the English guys are. Uh, they didn't show anything, uh, but then I think it showed the depth of quality and the depth of talent with this Italian national team. And if you remember, we've been talking about this since 2016 when Antonio Conte took them to Euros. Then you know there's not been enough talent with the Italian national team in recent years, and that is why that Roberto Mancini, you know, had to go to Argentina to call up a striker that is only related to the i mean to italy via his grandfather that's to show you i mean we are talking about italy that used to parade one of the greatest strikers you know in years by you know the inzaghi's of this world you know the same i mean christian very i mean but all of a sudden they don't have strikers and even the midfielders that they are parading they are not the elite midfielders of this world anymore i mean it shows you that something is actually wrong with italian football and i think for me for them to get back to the peak that we know that they can be to be among the best in the world you know they need to go back and rearrange you know their football this is akin to what happens to the german also in the early 2000 where they were struggling qualifying for tournaments and crashing out early in tournaments you know but they went back home you know they reorganized their football you know came up with a plan and now they are reading the army the fruit of it i think that is what the italian national even though they are not winning but they have players i mean they have players it's not a lack of players you know but it's just a lack of getting the right system and the right managers for them to win you know so i mean i think for me good one for uh the three lions of england and uh they've started this qualifying series on a good note for Italy and Roberto Mancini, you know, they have to go back to the drawing board. For a team that did not qualify for the last World Cup, you know, they were hoping that they would use this Euros, you know, or to pacify their fans. But they started in abysmal fashion. And I know that <clears throat> we know the Italian fans that they can be very, very demanding. And very soon, if result, I mean, if result don't start to get better, uh, Roberto Mancini might lose his job. Uh, well. Speaking about um, um, England, not forgetting Harry Kane, shout out to him. He's oh, England yeah. um, record goal scorer. It's not score. easy, but then there's that cloud of him not winning any trophy club wise and all that hanging over him. But then I think he will be relieved to say, at least if that is the only thing that we have um, after he has retired. Good luck to him. I thought we'd be able to talk about the France versus Netherlands game, but then we can't. I want us to quickly talk about this one before I throw the phone lines open. Yes, I will be trying. I have to take some calls so in the next um, two three minutes let's talk about this then i'm sure the phone lines open um bayern munich have decided, have decided to sack manager julian i guess man and with former manager uh, former chelsea manager thomas toko i'm the leading candidate to replace him um desmond i did not see this coming nobody i was looking at Antonio conte um now I spoke about, um, I think it was on the Wednesday show, I spoke about um, Bayern Munich this season and all that or was it on the Monday show, I can't remember right now I spoke about Bayern Munich and all that and, you know that actually they've been struggling in the league uh, with some sort of, um, you know, ridiculous, not ridiculous result but then, you know, some sort of unexpected result against teams that, uh, you know, usually, you know, you just see them wipe the floor with but then, they have been 100% in the Champions League and, you know, they'll be facing Manchester City next and you know the board or the management of Bayern looked at it that see, you know, I think they prioritize the Bundesliga over the Champions League as far as I'm concerned. Because they are prioritizing the Champions League over the 
uh, Bundesliga, they will still leave him there since he has that 100% record. Because the record speaks for itself. Last season they were knocked out by uh, uh, is it PSG? Um, they were knocked out by. He was the manager, Nagelsmann was the manager, yes. and this season he has corrected that coming from the group of deaths where they were paired in a group with um, Inter Milan and uh, Barcelona and Victoria Plazen. And you know, coming from the last match, the last group game, round of 16, where they defeated PSG home and away, they limited PSG from scoring zero goals, you know, and you know, they will play. So, if it's by the Champions League, the record speaks for him that he should still be there to face Manchester City. But then, why Bayern Munich did what they did, we will never understand. But then, what's your take on this old Nagelsmann living? And of course, <laughs> I have a soft spot for Thomas Tuchel. Coming back to Bayern Munich, you know. It's actually surprising, you know, nobody saw it coming. But then I want to look at it from the angle that it is not because of the position of the team in the Bundesliga. I think for me, uh, Julian Nagelsmann's sacking goes beyond results on the pitch. Something tragic, you know, something must have happened between him and the board. Because, I mean, we are talking about a team that is a point behind Borussia Dortmund and they will be playing Borussia Dortmund next and we know how Borussia Dortmund can always capitulate against Bayern Munich at key moments and we are talking about a manager that is record in the Champions League this season has been impeccable we know that in the league where I mean uh, I mean that Borussia I mean that Bayern Munich has been you know dominating for the past almost 10 seasons now you know they've not been at that level but then I don't think that is why they are sacking and I don't think the board actually prioritizing uh, the league ahead of the Champions League. I think that something there must be have been, I mean, there must be have been a breakdown, you know, between these two people. I mean, I don't think it is because of the result. Although yesterday I was reading something that they were talking about how he, I mean, how the players have not developed. And that if you look at Bayern Munich this season, you know, there has not been that one player, you know, that you can actually pinpoint that has been, you know, come on. I mean, to promote it, whether we like it or not, he has been doing his thing this season. No, he's been doing his thing, but it is not been at that ceiling that we've always been. Um, at For a promoting standard, I think he's doing his thing. Uh, in my own opinion. Come on, promoting is not even that player. I mean, I'm talking. They saw Lewandowski; they didn't replace him. No. promoting stepped up and has been scoring for them, whether we like it or not, both in the league and the Champions League. So, Jerry, will you say promoting is at the level that the like of Sike Gnabry were at? Two seasons ago, that is what I'm trying to talk about. You know, in, I mean, it's not. But can you, on Chupomotin's level, are you saying can can you say he has improved or he has been at the same level that he has been before? I mean, on Chupomotin's level. I mean, no, you can actually not say Chupomotin is that bad player. We are talking about a player that has played for the likes of PSG, and I mean, and he has been with Bayern Munich for almost two or three seasons you now. Don't, you don't get. You don't get. No, you I get, get your point. They, 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 Bayern Munich made the decision on club level. But on Chupomotin's level, he stepped up. The response to that was, you said I should name one player that has not developed, and I mentioned Chupomotin. No, I don't. Uh, no, that was why, that was no why, that was I didn't say you should name a player. I said what I read yesterday is the fact that there is no player that has actually developed like Bayern Munich always expect their players oh, okay. to, I mean, okay. I mean, okay. to develop, you know. A couple of seasons ago, we saw Sagnabry, he was at the top of his game and he was actually labelled as one of the best players in the world. But there is no player from Bayern Munich right now that you can actually pinpoint that he's one of the best players in the world. And that is the fact. But I think for me, it is, it is actually a very harsh decision. And I remember some times ago that we talked about uh, Julian Agesma 
I mean, and Bayern Munich, and I said that is, I, I mean, that I mean, Bayern Munich are actually not where we expected them to be. But nobody expect Bayern Munich, you know, to make this, uh, 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 I mean, this uh, decision horrific. I mean, horrific decision. And, you is know, it horrific? Uh, you never come. Now. I mean, it's horrific. And uh, you know, also, I talked about how the international break is actually a nightmare for managers, you know, that their team are actually struggling because it gives the board the time to actually decide, you know, that this man, we can actually chase him away. But then, but then if they get to appoint Thomas Tuchel, what does this mean for Thomas Tuchel? Because he'll be coming into a team that um, are known, Serial that winners. demanded that, see, you must win the Bundesliga. That's like base. Then, he faces Pep Guardiola. <laughs> What does this mean for Thomas Tuchel generally, considering the fact he has been out of work since um, September? Uh, I mean, it is a good run for him if he, I mean, if eventually he does appoint him, you know, I mean, we know that he's one of the elite managers out there now and that his record speaks for him, you know, uh, the last time, you know, he won the Champions League with Chelsea and he has won the league, I mean, with PSG and you cannot take those away from me and the players are actually there in Bayern Munich. I mean, I, I mean, the players that we Munich, need for him to, I mean, want to do better and you know and fight against Man City. I mean, he has the, I mean, the right materials are there for him and that if he doesn't do well, I mean, I think he, it will taint his record. Okay, let's let's just wait for the for everything to be official. Before we get back to this, but then <laughs> let me throw the phone lines open. The number to call is 0702 We have our first caller. Hello. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening, sir. What am I speaking with? Vincent from Marco. Mr. Vincent, how are you doing? I'm fine. Oh, yeah, that your contribution. Super Eagles, Bayern Munich. What's up? One thing about Super Eagles, anything less than praise zero, I will not be satisfied. Because we have the materials in all positions, okay. especially the attacking wise. Okay. Concerning Bayern Munich and Tucker, okay. I think they start their coach in order to get Tucker now that he's available. Okay. Because okay. many clubs are on him. Okay. And again, choosing Bayern Munich is a very difficult job because. I don't know what he's going there to win that the club have not won before. Okay. And again, if you see his record against Guardiola, okay. the first season he came to Chelsea that he beat Guardiola three straight times. Okay. Maybe they think he's the one that has key okay. to destroy Guardiola's plan. Okay. But I think Chelsea should choose the opportunity by signing the star coach because he's far better than the quarter man. Thank you. <laughs> Vincent, thank you for calling Vincent. <laughs> oh, Vincent, is it that your last line was the bomb? I didn't even see that coming. It was Bass Boost. Or is it Badashios? How did they say it in the group? This guy is in the group, you're not kidding. Hello. Hello. Hello, sir. Good evening, sir. Yeah, yeah. Timothy, is that you? Yes, yes. yes. Hey, Timothy, <laughs> mommy, say kitty. Hey, my guy. My real guy, Alpha now. Where is he? The Aqua Master. <laughs> Quickly, your coach. No, your guy is your second guy. That's what? The playmaker. Yeah, this one. We have to give this one. Yeah, you try. He delivers your message. But then, let's leave that one for now. Alpha, what's your take? Uh, Super Eagles match by 5 o'clock. Bayern Munich on the verge of appointing Thomas Tuku. 
one thing I just like is for that of the day is maybe maybe when the meat stays in Kaiser Will you be Madrid? Will you be Real Madrid? Will you be Real Madrid? I'm saying I go beat you now, you go disappear for two days or two weeks. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't say we'll beat you. Wait, 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 all right, thank you so much, Timothy, for mistake. Yeah. It. It's been a minute. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. I miss you, though. All right? Yeah. All right, take care of yourself, man. Yeah, the number to still call is 0702-555-1045. My SMS people, I don't forget one. The number to send your SMS to with your name and location is 0802-299-1045. Hello? Hello? Please, turn down the volume of your radio or move away from your radio. Yeah, Hello? I greet you. I greet you, sir. Good evening, sir. Who am I speaking with? Mr. Adiola. Yes, trusted Adiola. Trusted. I cannot trust you. I'm just talking to yeah. you. Now, so I don't know you like that. But then it's okay. Oh, you be Jesse Fall. Correct, sir. Oh, yeah. Blues. <laughs> It's okay, how far now? Don't die for that one. Don't die for that. Book will leave that one for now. How far you'll take on the Super Eagles game where we won't play by 5 o'clock? And of course, Bayern Munich appointing um, Thomas Tuchel. Anyway, reportedly appointing Thomas Tuchel. We don't need to be there like. <laughs> like 9 o'clock. That is okay. You have to teach Be realistic now, be realistic. Come on. We are talking about Nigeria now, the general of Africa. Uh huh. In fact, giant of the world. We giant, like, giant uh, of where? <laughs> we are not G- giant of Mushokoti. <laughs> giant of Mushokoti, lay out. <laughs> Don't worry. Three is okay, Jack. Okay. Um, what's your take on Bayern Munich sacking their manager and reportedly appointed? Anyway, Bayern, they're focused. The other guy is. Hey, you can't say words like that. Hello, hello, hello. You can't say words like that on air. Come on. You said? You cannot say words like that on air. Talking about some um, stuff, do not let us get carried away. This is a national radio now. Come on, uh, let's be civil, um, let's be professional as well. <laughs> I'm trying to say professional. Come on, hello, hello, Vincent Collins, Mr. Vincent. Yeah, quickly, quickly. Guardiola have a revenge mission. 
Against who? In mind. Against who? Against Bayern. Okay. A man, Tuchel, is coming to England to show Chelsea that he's still good. Okay. So that much, and most of my uh, Bayern fans, uh, Bayern players, I mean, okay. they know Tuchel, uh, no, Guardiola's tactics. Okay. So that match with the match of Eagle. And again, I have not, I'm not sure any coach from outside Germany have ever won Champions League with German, with German team. Maybe that's why they appointed their most experienced own for the job. Thank you. All right, thank you, Mr. Vincent, for, for calling. I can take just one more call after that. It's a wrap. Have the number to call is 0702 This is our last call. Hello, hello. Hello, good evening, Mr. Yeah, good evening, sir. Um, Eniola, is that you? Yeah, it is me. Eniola, your last caller for the day. How are you doing? Eniola, good evening. I'm very fine. Please, why is your Mimos laughing at the background? <laughs> 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 wait, 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 wait. When Sir Desmond was making his own point about Tuchel, why is he laughing at the background? I don't no, want to. I don't no, mind. He will explain himself before we close the show. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. So, but then, what's your uh, take on uh, the Nigerian game coming uh, up? Uh, I can't explain that this is why. This is why. And for them not playing to be a standard or something, I don't think that as an excuse because they are actually doing well in the um, in Champions League. Okay. And Bayern is not that thing that plays good football at right the time, but, not, but they know how to get on the counter attack. They play good football now. Yeah. What do you mean by don't play good football? Bayern. What do you say? They play good football now. What do you mean by don't play good football? Is it not Bayern when okay, they come back? Bayern, I don't, I know that thing that plays possessive process, um, football on normally. So, but they now play fast, a fast um, football. Okay. So, yeah. No, no. So way. I don't see. I, yeah, I don't see any reason why they're letting that push through. That's my own take on that. No problem, no problem. Um, Super goes um, Guinea Bissau. Yeah, pass. You pass. <laughs> All right, no problem. Man. Thank you for calling into the show, too. All right. All right, now you guys have a good evening. Uh, you too, um, Eddie. Uh, you too. Take care of yourself, man. Yeah. All right. Um, that's our last call for the day. Um, this message here it says um, Ima from Oyek. It says Nigeria three, um, Guinea Bissau um one. Um, Amos. Come and give us your final take. <laughs> Even though they said they want to know why you were laughing and all that, so uh, well, in uh, just one two minutes, give us your final take. Guess one, give us your final take. Let's leave this place. Uh, well, I think uh, let Amos go first. So you can <laughs> counter him. Uh, Amos, why, go first. Why so do you want you to counter me? There, there is nothing to be counter. Me. Nothing you like, see, let, let's be realistic. All of you, these Chelsea people, uh, I don't know where that's what was saying that uh, Thomas Tuchel is an elite manager. Eh? I don't know where Thomas Tuchel became elite manager. We all know Thomas Tuchel had bought a Dortmund. No? He was not elite. He came, to, he came to PSG. He won the league. Every manager, everybody, even Mauricio Pochettino, won the league at PSG. Uh, what do you call this, uh, this man? Uh, this United uh, defender. I don't know. I can't remember his name now. The Frenchman. Laurent Blanc. Laurent Blanc. Yeah, God bless you, Laurent Blanc. He won the league at PSG. <laughs> Everybody won the league at PSG. You die every. Good evening. <laughs> he, he won the league at PSG. Mauricio Pochettino. Mauricio Pochettino. His first ever league title was with and only, only. was with PSG. You know, and same with Tomotuko, by the way. 
his first ever and only league title so far. So that's your coach, you know. So PSG is not, uh, uh, or the French PSG in the French league is not something that we can draw conclusions from. With all due respect to every manager that has been there. What about uh, what you do with Thomas, Chelsea? Thomas Tuchel was great. No, and you see, which was great man. Chelsea. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, now let me get to that point. He was with Chelsea, okay, and winning the Champions League. That we all then um, got became familiar, really familiar with what Thomas Tuchel can do, the ability that he has with um, a team with the right potential, okay, with a, and especially a team that are ready to play together and listen to the manager, we know. And, and then what he can do as well when the dressing room is, is peaceful and all that aside with Chelsea. And so he, he won the Champions League, but mind you, mind you, he did not he did not start that Champions League campaign as manager of Chelsea, mind you. So whether we like it or not, whether you and I like it or not, okay, Frank Lampard will get half a percentage of the praises the of, of, yeah. of the praises and the credit for that Champions League. And it is what is about to happen with Bayern Munich again. Let's not forget that this same man was manager of PSG and he played Bayern Munich. PSG paraded some insane players at the time and they were they were very they were at um, considerable age not where they are right now the, the, the likes of Marco Verratti for instance yeah? so we cannot say Thomas Tuchel is not a great is not a great manager he's a, he's a very good manager but to say elite I don't know I don't know I can't say anything to say elite but then for Bayern Munich I don't know I really don't know I think there is something um there is more to the sacking of um, Julian Nagelsmann at Bayern Munich than what we are seeing in the media, than what we have heard. So I want to believe it, it has to do with something internal in the club. I don't know, for whatever reason. Because you cannot sack a manager who is in the quarter-final of the Champions League, who played PSG, two legs, did not concede a single goal, and is in the quarter-finals. He's doing well in the Champions League. He's one point, one point below first place in the Bundesliga. So I don't think performance-wise, Bayern Munich are doing terrible this season. They are doing well. And we know, we know, we know the Bundesliga. We know the Bundesliga. Union Berlin, Borussia Dortmund, even Wolfsburg, they can top the table for as long as they can. But then we know that when push comes to shove, especially towards the end of the season, they will fumble the league and Bayern will be there to get their league title. So, I am not saying... See, before Desmond, I am looking at Desmond, before he jumps on me, I am not saying anything to say Thomas Tuchel is not a great manager. I have said it that he's a great manager, a fantastic manager, an elite manager, I don't know. I do not know. And this is something that you Chelsea fans let me put it to the both of you. So you can you can skin me, you can roast me. I brought myself here to roast. Uh, that you chose no uh, have somehow want to impose on us that Thomas Tuchel is an elite manager. Right? I still see Thomas Tuchel as a very good manager, a fantastic manager, but not an elite manager. And if he takes Bayern Munich all the way to win the Champions League this season, in my opinion. He still will not cement his place as an elite manager. And for the Nigeria thing. Hold on. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to all those things. 
in a minute. All right, we are back. Um, Amos, come and finish where you started for the Nigeria. Okay. So yes, um, for the Nigerian game, okay, I anything, anything I get personally as a fan of the Super Eagles from that game, I'll take it because um, it is not fair to expect maximum performance from the guys if we cannot give them even the least the least in terms of infrastructure and in terms of um, uh, the, the, the basic things that they need for preparation. It doesn't make any sense that somebody can come out and tell us at some, some talks or something tampered with the lights in, in the main bowl of the national stadium and because of that the team cannot train in the evening, they have to train in the dark. If they train in the evening, it doesn't make any sense. So we cannot overlook all of these things and still expect the best from these guys. In my opinion, it will be it will be very insensitive of us to expect the best from them with all that is going on. So if we can get a draw from that game and build on it, it will be perfect. That, that's all for the Desmond, do you have anything to say to him before I talk? Uh, I think first of all. Uh, agreeing on elite manager and all of these things, you know, uh, they are personal things and they are relative. Uh, <laughs> but one thing I would like to correct is the fact that people know me and uh, when when it comes to, you know, uh, tagging things that is Chelsea, I talk it the way I see it and I am not even one of these uh, Thomas Tuchel, you know, fan like that. But then I think for me, it would be very, very unfair on Thomas Tuchel to be saying he did not do well with Borussia Dortmund in a time when Pep Guardiola, you know, was actually at Bayern Munich. And if you want to say that he should be competing with Bayern Munich, we've seen the same Pep Guardiola, you know, coming to the perceived best league in the world and posting it against even the likes of jogging club, you know. And he talked about his record at PSG. This is the only manager that has taken PSG to the UEFA Champions League final. The great and the legendary Carlo Ancelotti has coached PSG. He did not even get to the semi-final. And we know that Frank Lampard did some job, you know, before the job was given to Thomas Tuchel. But he still, he came in, we saw his footprints. So you cannot take all of this away from him. And if you say it's not an elite manager, then who are the elite manager that we have around? You know, but then, like I said, it is a personal thing. And it will always be like that. You know, that's all I have to say. <laughs> For you and I know I didn't take anything away from Thomas Tuchel. I called him a great manager and a fantastic also Let it also be on record that a certain Jürgen Klopp, whether it was Pep uh, Guardiola uh, managing Bayern Munich at the time or not, whether it was Pep Guardiola managing Bayern Munich at the time or not, this same Bayern Munich that we are talking about, under Pep Guardiola for three seasons, won the league, all three seasons, 
right? But did not make it past the semi-final of the UEFA Champions League in any of these seasons. Okay? Also, when Owen Klopp won the league with Borussia Dortmund, I want to believe that it was Heinkes at the helms at Bayern Munich. He won the Sox people with Bayern Munich. Right? But I, I am not taking anything away from Thomas Tuchel. I'm just, I'm just trying to draw from what Desmond said about uh, um, Pep Guardiola being in charge of Bayern Munich at the time. Also affecting um, or maybe being a factor or playing a factor in um, Thomas Tuchel's Borussia Dortmund not being able to win the league at the time. Let's not also forget that under Thomas Tuchel, we will give him his flowers. Under Thomas Tuchel, Dortmund posted some of the best numbers. In that team, it was under Thomas Tuchel that. Why are you talking? Why are you, why are you talking for both No, no, wait. I, I am. One I am question. To, one question to satisfy what you are saying. Is no. Thomas Tuchel an no. elite manager? No. Yes, in my opinion. No. Amos. Wait. He's not an elite manager. He's not an elite manager. Amos. Is Jurgen Klopp? Wait first. Is Jurgen Klopp an elite manager? Of course he is. Then why is Thomas Tuchel not an elite manager? Of course he is. Why is Thomas Tuchel not an elite manager if Jurgen Klopp is an elite manager? Okay. No, Amos, I want to say something. You said Jupe Enkes won Sex Tupu, right? So because of that, Jurgen Klopp shouldn't have won the league he won with Dortmund against him. But let me tell you something. Jupe Enkes is not the sort of man I am not talking in terms of their qualities now okay. but what i'm trying to say is that jupe enkes is not the type of manager that pep guardiola is we've seen pep guardiola's uh, 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 managerial career and we've seen how dominant his team has always been in the league right from the days of barcelona are you aware that <clears throat> excuse me that Real Madrid did not win any league title when Pep Guardiola was in charge of Barcelona. The same thing happened, you know, when he moved to Bayern Munich. And now that he has been in Man City, the league that Jogging Club won, even people are saying it's because of the pandemic. That is why some people refer to Liverpool as pandemic champion and we've seen that each season that the stadium has been filled with fans there's not been anything I mean nobody used to call the English Premier League famous league but recently the question has been surfacing and that's because of the dominance of Pep Guardiola and his team I so it will be. I don't, I don't understand these um, takes now. Is no. It, it, what are we talking about? Is it Pep Guardiola, Thomas Tuchel, Bayern Munich? What is the. Um, I, I, I think this one will, will explain that to me. No. My take is this. He said that Thomas Tuchel didn't win the league with Dortmund. And I said there was a certain Pep Guardiola in charge of us. Oh, okay. I in get charge you of You corrected that by saying that Bruja Dutton posted some incredible he, numbers. That's what I'm saying. Why is he talking with Boatman? Come on. No, I'm not I'm, I'm not talking with Boatman. He said, he said that he was insinuating that um, Thomas Tuchel probably did not win the league yes. with Borussia Dortmund because Pep Guardiola was at yeah. the helm at Bayern yes, at the course. time. And I was saying that 
in that period when Tomosuka was manager of Borussia Dortmund, they posted some incredible numbers, okay. and that is the fact. We have sat down here in the studio, Desmond himself have talked about how Thomas Tuchel team, when he signed for Chelsea, that Thomas Tuchel's yes. team will do very well in the league and at some point they will just capitulate everything. Of with. course. Do you understand? Of course. This I is that. something that we saw over one season. It's not just a one season thing when he was at Dortmund. We saw it over more than one season. And now the correction I'm, 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 it happened at PSG no, as well. No, and the correction I'm making is so I am what I am trying to no, say. What I'm trying to say I'm that began now with that statement. Thank God you remember that I made that statement, and that was when he was appointed at Chelsea. But then the brilliance of Pep Guardiola actually made sure that he didn't win any title with Borussia Dortmund. See, let me tell you. Those kind of things, whether we like it or not, it happens with most managers in the course of of I mean of a season. You know, their team will be winning and at some point, you know, they will wobble and all of that. But then it will take another manager that is greater than that manager to capitalize on things like that. And that was what happened when the likes of club were able to win the league with Borussia Dortmund because there was not a Pep Guardiola in charge of Bayern Munich at there. I am not taking anything away from Jupe Enkes because he played one of the football that I love as at that time with Bayern Munich. His team were not this overtly uh, possessive team, you know, but they are result oriented. So my point is, you cannot blame him for not winning the league with Borussia Dortmund. And like you said, you saw incredible numbers, the way he developed players. Those are the jobs of elite managers for God's sake. I, I have not blamed Thomas Tuchel for Dortmund not winning the league. Okay. I I quoted you. But if he, no, I quoted no. you. Amos, for for no, what you said no, about this same manager no, eh, when he took the helm no, at Amos, your club. No, now Amos, let me also no, let it also Amos, be on record. No, that Amos, let, let, me let, me also, let me ask him this question. All right. If he had won a league title with Borussia Dortmund, would you have considered him an elite manager? I will. I definitely will. That let me also tell Desmond here. Yeah, I am not insinuating, I am saying this explicitly. Let me tell Desmond here that if Thomas Tuchel had fumbled that Champions League final, Desmond will not be here defending Thomas Tuchel because when he took the job, you were not his biggest fan. No, I'm All of that changed when you saw what he was able to do, no, especially no, in the Champions League, no. not in the league. Let's not, let's not forget. He was not in the league. He was in the Champions League. Jerry, How he was able Jerry, to defend, Jerry, right? Jerry, you know In me that competition. Well. You know me very well. And let's and also you know, know. No, Jerry, you know I've been critical of Thomas Tuchel, even before he was signed, even that season, you know, that we managed to qualify for the Champions League, you know, that was the season before he was sacked, you know, uh, was it last season? Uh, I mean, before he was sacked, this, I'm talking about last season, mm-hmm. that we struggled towards the end. So I am not this type of person that will now praise the manager because he has won the title for me and that will now blind you you are you are now no. you are saying no. what I am saying. No. You see, Thomas no. Tuchel, just no. like you can, it's no. like Conte. Don't, like no. don't let like us get Conte. Let, let's see. let's get this. No, straight. don't let us it's get like this. Conte. No. Conte is like no. it's like no. no. It's like no. no. I, I did. I did say. No. I, we have. You've asked me this before, no. and I said no. You've asked Amos. me this before, and I've Amos. said no. Don't let it. Let's 
No, don't let it get it twisted. No, not, not be- twisted. No, not twisted. Because it is like no, you see, be- an no. elite manager is this. No, an elite because manager, a manager is- you guys should see, talk behind one after the other. See, see, this is what I want to say. You are saying because I criticize uh Thomas Tuchel, then you think I don't think it's elite. No, no, no. That, that's not what oh, I said. Oh, okay. That's not what I said. Oh, no, 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 I said no. I'm saying you are probably thinking. No, no, no. That's what that I'm, that's what I'm thinking. So that's because what I'm thinking. me, because I criticize him, doesn't mean that he's not elite. I mean, they've asked me about uh, several people. Okay, is Zinedine uh, Zidane uh, elite or not? Of course he is. But do I want Zinedine Zidane in my team? Come on! Do I want Zinedine Zidane in my team? Come on! Let me tell you. 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 Let me tell let me give you one Let me give you one reason. No, no, one reason. No. Number one, this same Zinedine Zidane that we're talking about uh, has won the league uh, and has won the Champions League uh, on multiple occasions. Uh, now you can argue, you and I can argue uh, now that because he has not been able to test his quality elsewhere. Uh, he's not elite. And if uh, you say that, I'll agree with you. Uh-huh. If you say that, I'll agree with you 100%. You keep talking for multiple, for multiple months. No, I can't now, wait. You. Now, I want wait, to tackle you. Wait, because now, if I want to tackle wait, you now, you, 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 he has won the league with Yankolo. Yeah, yeah, really I want to tackle you. You want You guys have been talking since I want to stand. Let me tell you. Wait, wait. I want to talk. Wait. It's my time to talk. You guys have been talking for 15 minutes plus. Let me just finish. Let me just finish. Let me just finish. So I'll, if you, I'll talk my own. If you if ah, you wrong. if you talk from that perspective yeah. and say Zinedine Zidane is not an elite manager, I will definitely accept. No problem. Why would I say Zinedine Zidane but, is not an elite manager? But but if you are going to bring that onto the Thomas Tuchel thing, I would like to drag in Antonio Conte into this because I said Antonio Conte is not an elite manager, and I'll stand by that. Antonio Conte is a serial league winner. Whether we like it or not, he has done it in Italy. And he has done it in and England. European, okay, but his European pedigree, Abisma, is terrible. Maybe I should ask you, what's your criteria for elite managers? Oh, my my criteria for elite managers is simple. If you are able to perform in the league, okay, and marry it with a considerably healthy European heritage. But Thomas Tucker got to the final of the Champions League and he won the league. Then you are an elite manager. Amos, it's time for me to talk. So we'll leave this place. Uh, I have to respect. You see, at the end of the day, I think this thing happened in the group yesterday where we're talking about um, they were talking about Sergio Mane and Mosala and you know, the likes of um, Saints and um, Zeus were, were on me on one or two things. See, <clears throat> At the end of the day, you have your own perspective of watching football, yeah? And you have um, whatever it is you use in measuring these things. So I have to respect that. Shake it. And um, it's okay. I see your perspective. I see where you're coming from. I totally do not agree with you. Now, he knows me. That's Desmond. I am not a Thomas Toku person. Before I came to Chelsea, I was like, Thomas who? So I can relate with everything you said about PSG. But this guy came to Chelsea. And he used the same team without spending a penny. The same team that Frank Lampard was struggling with to win the Champions League, got to the final of the FA Cup. The following season, he was on top of the league before the whole COVID thing. And Je- see, I'm not here to complain. I don't want to make issues. Chelsea were on top of the league before they started having their squad issues and all that. And with what he has been able to do with that team, 
he earned my respect. The same way I didn't used to respect Pep Guardiola before he came to the English Premier League. I'm not saying the English Premier League is the yardstick to judge managers. I'm just saying Pep Guardiola chooses his team and you know he left Barcelona. Fine, Barcelona was it happened for him. You know, and of course, it's not easy to come from a B team to an A team, and you know, your career just blew up like that. Of course, he has the right to choose his team and he went to Bayern Munich, even when Sir Alex wanted him to replace him and all that. Let's leave all those stories for another day. Guardiola did his thing. But then, I didn't respect him until he came to, the, to England. Not just, let, don't even let us limit to the Premier League. We saw what he did with the Carling Cup. The FA Cup, I don't know, he just he won it once, but then, we, we know he can deal with the FA Cup. We saw what he did with the league. But yeah, yeah. We, we Arsenal fans are talking about the league like now. It's like some of some Arsenal fans in the group, in the talk sport group, are talking about the league bigger than the Champions League. We saw what Guardiola did with the league. That that. And this that. is a manager that has not won the Champions League with Bayern Munich and struggling with Man City now. The UEFA Champions League is not called the League of Champions. It's the Champions League. It's the League of Champions where champions are all different. She understand. So do not downgrade that. Somebody have asked me before and I've said I always prioritize winning the Champions League over the league. But then, most people will not agree with me, but it's my own thing. Now, coming back to Thomas Tuchel, I will disagree with you 100% that he's not an elite manager because he has proved himself. If his player development, Aubameyang has his best season ever under him. I mentioned. Rich James became the beast that he is today under him. He knows how to do stuff. Maybe long term he may not know how to do it because of course over time you know maybe players grow the solution under him and they struggle. That's another story for another day. But he's qualified enough to be the manager of Bayern Munich. Uh, of course. No nobody nobody will dispute that. So nobody. I will never understand for the life of me why Thomas Tuchel is not elite. When Zinedine Zidane is elite. Now this is a manager that has gone from Germany to France to England to prove himself. Zinedine Zidane has not. People like to come at me. At, I don't care. And that was why I meant Zinedine Zidane left Real Madrid the first time. He has his peak of jobs. He didn't take it. He went back to Real Madrid. He won the league. Mind you, the first time he did not win the league. Yeah. He went back the second time. He won the league. He has left now. He still has his peak of jobs. And you are calling him Elite. And you are not calling him. Come on. That's why I asked you what's the definition of Elite. And you said. Uh, being able to win the league and go far in the Champions League or Cup competitions. Fine. At the end of the day, sure you understand. Sir Alex, we all saw what happened to him in the first four years at Manchester United. Although he was winning things before he came to Manchester United. But his legacy was built at Manchester United. His first four years was nothing. Jurgen Klopp didn't win the Premier League for how long for Liverpool? Until 2020. But before then, he was getting to finals. You can see that. Thomas Tuchel, Coming to Chelsea, he did well at cup competitions. He did well. He finished top four, back to back. So, what does he need to do again for him to get to your elite manager pro book? You talked about um, he being top of the league before before the pandemic, and you, you also mentioned that you don't want to make excuses and all this and all that. Desmond also talked about Liverpool being pandemic champions and all. Whether <laughs> now, we now like, is whether we now like it, just whether we like it or not whether we like it or not during the pandemic almost if not every team had issue one issue or the other with the squad before now, the pandemic Real, uh, liverpool were actually supreme going on straight wins yeah so that's why i said that one is a book i will not take that away so from there. everybody so, everybody check. had their issues 
with their squad that they were dealing with. At that point, it is at times like that, it is at times like that, that you will need the manager to rally his team to get them over the line. This guy, book on the topic. It is at times like that. Where you go? Where you go? That you will need the manager. I think I get where you want to come from now. It's okay. Uh, I'm sorry, I hope we have been able to entertain you and not confuse you guys, but then they must have to do his thing. He's not the chocolate shortbread fat boy for no reason. He is the female for a reason. He did his thing that we had to extend for a little bit. Apologies. Uh, but then, thank you for joining us. That's all we can take to the text. Desmond, thanks to Amos for killing it as usual. Uh, join us again on Monday and for the banter edition of Talk About Us. For we are still located at Empire Building Number 1 in Fedjola. Arrow on the streets. Uh, behind BJ Philly Station, you know, Shokoti layout. I just sent only for my career on those things. So kindly reach out to us for your advert and sponsorship on Empire Radio, um, where you'll be guaranteed nothing but first class service on radio. God bless you all. Stay safe out there. Have a fantastic weekend. Um, this is Jerry Foma, the Jade Wonder, and I'm signing out.